Welcome to the How to Get More Leads and Sales from Your Website podcast with host Dan Kaplan, co-founder of Periscope Up, fine purveyor of digital marketing services. In each episode, Dan asks the experts, how do you get more leads and sales from a website? Visit periscopeup.com slash podcast to subscribe. Keep learning how you can turn your website into a salesperson that never sleeps. Now, here's your host, Dan Kaplan. Hi, everybody. Dan Kaplan here. Welcome back to the Getting More Leads and Sales from Your Website podcast. Really, really excited to have Will Marshall today from Eidos uh, Strategic. And today we're going to be talking about using your existing assets uh, to achieve a marketing goal. Say hi, Will. Hi, how are you? Great. Great. Um, so Will, as I said, is the uh, founder of Eidos Strategic, strategic marketing consultant. He works with mid-market companies helping them to establish actual, workable, budgeted marketing strategies that achieve their business goals. Um, Will, before we get into using your existing assets to achieve a marketing goal, and I know you have a, a, a case study to show us, get uh, down with some, some really good examples, but before we get into that uh, case study and, that, and the topic, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself uh, your background, how you got to where you are to own your own marketing, strategic uh, strategic uh, marketing consultancy. Well, I actually started in sports television uh, many years ago, um, putting sponsorship deals together for live sports broadcasts, including NASCAR and back then it was Winston Cup, uh, and dealing with all the big advertisers. Uh, so I kind of learned from the field how those sponsorship deals get put together, what makes them fall apart, um, you know, and what drives those advertising strategies ultimately. So after a few years, I think I, I decided, hey, I actually like the marketing side of this uh, and the strategic elements of it more than uh, traveling around 34 weeks of the year. So, uh, and I wanted to stay married. <laughs> so so uh, I, I now uh, operate out of Annapolis uh, as a consultant. Uh, I have a few people that work with me, uh, but basically it's just me going in and dealing with the business owner or the CEO, senior uh, managers, uh, on figuring out how they can better spend their marketing dollars. Mm -hmm. Great. Good. All right. So um, today we're going to be talking about using your existing assets to achieve a marketing goal. And I know the case study that you have for us is a, a hospital contractor that uh, had a problem. They needed to recruit more ER nurses and docs. This, this company run, basically runs um, ERs, and they were uh, it's a very competitive recruiting environment, and they needed uh, some help to get more good applications. Is that the problem that you solved with, uh, with marketing? Yeah, in their industry, for every physician position that's available, uh, they have to fight for uh, there are twice as many positions as there are physicians. Mm. Uh, so getting quality physicians, which is very important to this company, is a huge challenge. And, and that was one of the big marketing challenges that they wanted to solve when I came in. Mm -hmm. So the topic today is using existing assets to achieve a marketing goal. And the, the, the existing assets that they had that you didn't start from the ground up, but you just they were already doing that you took advantage of and improved or optimized, so to speak, was... First of all, their blog and their their, their um, content production, the way they produced content, and second of all, their Facebook page, 
which they use to distribute that content. Um, so, and I think that's what I'd let, where I'd like to start the conversation is to talk just in high level and generalities with, you know, what were they doing before you came on with the blog and the content, and then and what were they doing with you before with the uh, with the Facebook and um, you know, then we'll, let's dive after that. We'll dive into how you worked with them to improve the creation and dissemination of their content um, that they were already doing. Well, before they had a, a blog and they had a Facebook page, but they weren't using them together at all. Um, the blog posts were very general posts on the industry written by the very senior people in the organization. Mm -hmm. And a couple of, and a couple of uh, doctors... Uh, were prolific bloggers and, and their blog posts were on there as well. And the Facebook page was used primarily uh, from campus to campus because they're spread across the uh, eastern seaboard uh, for their doctors and nurses to sort of uh, keep in touch with each other. And they had a good page. It was, you know, four or five hundred people were on the page, um, you know, uh, using it to catch up with what was going on in different operations mm -hmm. within the same company. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So just at a high level, I know that you expanded both of these assets. Um, we're going to talk about that in a minute. And, but the results were just high level. The results were that you got an increase in applications, you improved the conversion rate of the website, and internally there was a shift as well. I think people got more interested and on board with the marketing process. You got more people involved with the marketing Absolutely. process. Absolutely. Is that right? Yeah. When, when you have taking those things and they're making and they're working uh, it gets people on board uh, and I would say the most sort of impactful result was that you know we we actually won a new contract this year up in New England and in years past when these guys win a contract this the president of the company the CEO um, all the senior people they're all physicians so they actually have to fly they had a contact contract last year in, new, in Connecticut they all were flying to Connecticut, spending time away from their families, pulling shifts in that ER. That's because they had a recruiting issue. The mm. only people left to do that work were mm. actually the senior uh, people at, at the organization. And it was very painful. It went weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. They were never around. They mm. were all uh, pulling shifts in an ER in Connecticut. And they're not running their business. This year, this year, um, you know, a year after we did a lot of this work, they were able to staff that hospital up, and they didn't have to go pull shifts up there. They, they do. They, they still pull a few shifts um, because that's, it's good for them to stay in touch with what's going on up there, uh, and it helps them manage it, but they don't have to pull shifts. Mm -hmm. And I think if you ask them what was the biggest impact, they'd probably say, I don't, I don't, have, to, I don't have to fly six, eight weeks every time we uh, start right. a contract. Right. That's a huge, huge win for them. I love it. I love it. Marketing solving business problems. Awesome. All right. So, um, you know, your, let's talk about your overall strategy here for, you know, content creation, content dissemination. Um, I think what you told me that you tried to do was get everything online integrated on message and, and tied together. Can you talk about how they weren't doing that and maybe, you know, right. and how you approached that as well, a strategy? Well, at first, everything wasn't online. Uh, you know, they had had years of sort of just buying print. Uh, there are some big print magazines and uh, circulars and, and 
targeted outlets that they were just buying ads in. Uh, and they had a previous firm that was just sort of producing the same ad over and over again. Um, so that was the first thing we, we saw was, hey, mm. we, we need to get this messaging into the online atmosphere and start leveraging it. And by that, what I mean is, hey, you've got this blog over here and you've got a bunch of talented people writing. Why don't we make that a better blog, make it relevant, target it to the audiences that you're actually going after, mm-hmm. and, uh, and turn that blog into something a little bit more interesting and uh, th- therefore a little bit more valuable. And then use the social uh, outlet that you have. You know, you've got a Facebook page. Let's take that page and let's make that, let's promote it, build up the uh, readership and the, the um, people that are actually associating and, and engaged with that page mm-hmm. and, and use the blog to, to help pull them in and tie things together. And that, that may seem like a, you know, a very general concept, but I, I'm happy to show you exactly how that works on the yeah. ground. Let's do that. Let's, let's, uh, why don't you share your screen now and I'll, I'll, uh, okay. I'll, I'll, uh, on my side, share, make you full screen here. So our viewers can see what you're looking at. And, uh, we're going to get into talking about the blog. Let's take a look at, uh, oops, remote only. Okay. All right. So we can now see that's the Facebook page. Why don't you pull up the blog first, and let's get into um, want to hear about the audience, the messaging, and the process about how you how you um, how you refined this existing asset and made it achieve their goals. Okay. Well, a couple of points. First of all, uh, I hired a journalist. Um, I think this is very very important to have a, a, a consistent tone and style. Although it can be different for different characters that are writing, mm-hmm. you, want the, you want someone holding this together who's a, a good writer and also who's able to make things relevant. And the reason I say that is, here's a, this is just the most recent post uh, from a couple days ago. This guy's actually the head of recruiting for MEP. He's mm-hmm. a practicing physician. Uh, this, this story, as are most of the stories, is filtered through that writer. And what it does is it really boils down this this message to something which is highly targeted. You know, he's talking about um, what happens when you come out of residency for these guys. Now, they just came off ASAP, which is their biggest annual conference for recruiting. A lot of, a lot of residents go to it, and a lot of residents end up, uh, you know, getting recruited from that event. Right. So and this is, not- just to remind everybody, this is the target audience. You're trying to attract new doctors and new right. nurses to uh, to this company. So you've got the head of HR writing. He's a physician himself. And what he's writing about, I love this. He's writing about, um, you know, work-life balance, the working environment, the lifestyle of physicians, all the, you know, what it's like to make that transition from residency to practicing. This, These are all, as you say, the different. This is interesting. This is something that our target audience actually wants to hear about, and this is the guy they want to hear about it from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he even goes so far, if you get down to the last paragraph, to tie it all back to ASAP, where they have a booth, and he says, look, emergency physicians, what paper will you, will you deliver? It reads, emergency physicians, what will your story be, is the end of his post. Right. That's, the, that's what is on a banner sitting above their booth, 
at the actual location of ASAP. So, you know, it's it's leveraging everything MEP is spending money on, everything they're they're doing, all their effort uh, is in that is reflected in this. Uh, blog post. Mm -hmm. Can we take a look at some of the other titles of some of the blog posts? I just want to share with people sure. how you are providing practical advice for your target audience. But it's more than that. It's all sort of under the umbrella of what makes this company different, right? You're you're constantly um, using the, their differentiators to, you know, make the points uh, you know, uh, in, in these blogs. So we'll right. Take so this us through is, a couple of these. Yeah. So the, these are the ones that are targeted to residents. Okay. I just used the menu to to show you. Mm -hmm. You know, and this guy, he this guy is a, a physician who actually played at a cocktail party at ASAP that drew a lot of people. Mm, yeah. For our we for actually our listeners who who don't have the video of, uh, of the podcast, this is a, a doctor and a musician, Dean Moore. Right. He was like active, very, he was a professional musician before he was a doctor. Anyway, it's an interesting story, and we thought, well, let's write about that. And right. we actually created right. an event featuring this guy because he's got an interesting story. And the point is, these are interesting people who are talking about lifestyle, and it's, this is exactly what MEP uses to differentiate itself from large multi-billion dollar recruiters that could care less about the lifestyle. They just give you a certain number of dollars. And expect you to show up. That's uh -huh. kind of the, the differentiator. Right. Yeah, so I love it, this. I love this 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 article we're looking at right there. Go go back up one. Um, the title is "High Pay, Job Security, Societal Prestige, and Stimulating Work." So why is practicing medicine the most miserable profession? Right. Yeah. Right. That's spot on with what your audience is wants to know and is what they're, right. you know what they're considering. So there there are other. Uh, blog posts that we uh, focus on, such as, this is, this is leadership. So this, this guy here is a very senior guy at, at MEP, and he's got a more general sort of uh, uh, topic that might be interesting to, let's say, an administrator, mm -hmm. which is the other audience that we're appealing to. So I want you to see that it's, it's not all just about recruits. This blog can be targeted in different ways, which is one of the one wonderful things about a blog. You can target it to different audiences mm -hmm. and divvy it up and, and uh, use it use it that way. That's great. And there's life in the ER. All these blog posts are about ER life. And this guy Russell Simon, he's your he's your your in house he's journalist, a professional journalist. Um, uh, I actually recommended that they hire someone like Russell, which they've done and. I think he's done a fabulous job. This isn't the only thing he does. He, he uh, is across all of their marketing internally. But he's the guy that uh, helps them write the blog and anything that goes up on Facebook and uh, any other material. It get, gets passed through his desk mm -hmm. so that they have very high quality. And I think that's important. Right. Right. Okay. So this is great. They've got an existing asset. They were already blogging. You just help them target it towards their existing audience, create topics that were of interest to people, and then make it more professional through uh, you know, an editor, uh, right. an externalist who, uh, who edits with a unified voice. I, I just one more point about that uh -huh. is that you'll notice there are a lot of different pictures of the writers here. Mm -hmm. And what's driving that is the success of the blog. They know that this professional guy is going to make them look good. You know, it's less work for them. They're all busy. So the number of blog 
writers that we got from from around the organization mm -hmm. has exploded. Mm. So I mean, people want to see their photo so, up on the web. They want to be up there too. Yeah. Right. All right. So that's great. Using an existing asset, just refining the content a little bit. So yes. let's talk now about how you distribute this content. How you get it out to the you know the the prospects, the people who will become. Uh, hopefully, eventually apply to become employees at MEP. Right. And your so, channel is is Facebook, mm -hmm. um, and I know sort of two steps to your approach with this. First step was to increase the following, your number of followers, likes, and I know you did that by 10x in about a year. You went from 500 to about 5,000. Looks right. like you're at 5,500 now. Right. Um, so I want to talk. I want you to talk about how you did that. But the second step is how you actually promote your blog. On Facebook, so that it gets distributed out to these five thousand people in a right. Well, way. we pulled up uh, Facebook this morning, and lo and behold, the first thing you see there is a blog post, and that's a very common occurrence on this page. It's not the only thing that happens. You know, MEP is very active on Facebook. You're going to see stuff on here all the time. But there's another blog post. Um, the first step, though, was to build up the uh, readership, and not just any readers. You know, we looked very closely at where on Facebook our target audience was and we targeted them. Mm -hmm. We advertised to them and we started putting this content on the page deliberately to make this page appealing to them and interesting to them. Mm -hmm. So we're actually using the blog to build up likes on the Facebook page and to increase engagement, which I, I'm sure uh, your, your any marketing agency will tell you is it's probably more important than just the sheer number of people that are liking the page. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of people engaged on the page. Um, so how do you do that? How do you get those, that target audience? Um, you said you mentioned advertising. Was it uh, was it promoted posts or side banner, side ads, or on Facebook? Well, we did we 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 did both. Uh, what we recommended initially was that we we experiment and try both on a, a sort of a small scale. And then uh, go through a learning curve to see how uh, the audience was responding to each. And we also did a series of tweaks on the ads and, and the ad buy. Um, and now they've got it tweaked to a point where you know, Russell and the guys over at MEP handle this. They, they just, they've, they've got a down pat to uh, I know this kind of ad, like this kind of side ad is the, is the one that's working the best, mm -hmm. so they'll do it. Initially, um, we bought geographically because we knew that there were alumni associations that were uh, you know, very, very likely to be leverageable from, from the perspective of MEP. Mm -hmm. The senior partners at MEP had certain alumni groups that they, they didn't have time to go and, and leverage much themselves personally. Um, but we targeted them on Facebook, and we targeted those areas geographically as well with uh, demographic targeting. So that um, we were finding, after a little bit of analysis, that we were getting good likes, but we were also getting the right kinds of likes. These were people that we were really interested in. And then to sort of confirm that it was working, when we had recruiting events, we started asking people, hey, you know, are you on our Facebook page? Oh yeah, we're, we're, I've been on there and I, I found this blog article mm -hmm. on Facebook. Well, that was someone that we knew we had, we had deliberately targeted. 
even though even though you can't target that person individually, that was the profile, and we figured that 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 guy is definitely coming to us from Facebook, mm-hmm. and you get a few success stories that way, and you end up with some recruits that way, and and MEP certainly has uh, begun to see at first what may have seen seems to them to be a bit of a, a weird experiment has turned into something which has become a foundation of uh, of what they do, and, and and there you have the head of recruiting. Wrote a blog post, and there he is on Facebook. And uh, and like, like you pointed out, I think we increased. It was around 500 or so likes uh, when we started about a year, year and a half ago, and now we're up to 5,531 this morning. That's great. And um, the alum- I just want to go back to something you mentioned about the alumni groups. Yeah. I think if I'm hearing you right, the the key to success in the Facebook advertising campaign was. The, the micro targeting to really Absolutely. hone in on the try to find the kind of people that are your who you're trying to reach. You have not, to understand not, who you're trying to reach, and and sort of who and where they are. Micro targeting is is very important. You can waste a lot of money very quickly if you don't do that, mm-hmm. um, and you can be disappointed. And you can get people on the page that. Uh, may not be the right audience for you, and they may even be interacting with you and not be the right audience. Mm-hmm. So you do have to be uh, careful about how you do that targeting, but when you do it right, and you like we we did take baby steps at first with this new client. We wanted to make sure that we were doing this right uh, effectively, um, but we like I said, we kind of dialed in a few ads. Not everything works at first. Um, but you keep it to a smallish budget, and then once you get to a point where you're seeing things work, mm-hmm. then you can then you can scale. So, what t- tell me about one of the ads? I know you um, you like to put your differentiator in the ads. I, I think, in fact, one of the ads that you use said something like, "You know, will your leadership pull a shift with you?" Right. Um, yeah, I can t- show you that. Yeah. So, when we first got to MEP, they were doing all these print ads. So the first thing we did, because we couldn't get all get them out of all of the print all at once, uh, was we changed the print ads and we came up with, as a part of that process, what their key differentiators were for the recruiting target. And so this is an example of one of those ads. Mm-hmm. This is a very effective ad, uh, and the headline sort of says it all. Will your leadership pull a shift with you? The answer, if you're going to any of the big competitors, is I don't even think they they're doctors. <laughs> So we've got a picture of an actual doctor who's an actual managing partner at the client, and and this is their core. uh, Yeah, we sometimes refer to that as unique selling proposition, what makes you unique. But you guys sort of pose that in the form of a question, and I I think it's brilliant. Well, that's because the reason we did that is we know that there's a choice, that they're asking questions, they're in that sort of questioning state of mind, and you you want to... uh, you want to mesh with where they are consciously. Right. And also, there's a, a sense of anxiety about making a mistake. And, uh, and, and boy, when we interviewed um, recruits, we found out that a lot of them felt uh, regretful that they'd made a certain choice earlier in their career or right. another. And so we're kind of playing on that as well. Wow, interesting. All right, this is great. Um, so let's just quickly go back to the Facebook page. I noticed that the most recent blog post 
that you promoted on Facebook ended up getting picked up by Practice Link, which yeah. is like the monster.com of uh, healthcare recruiting. Yeah, um, I mean, Practice Link is a huge website for MEP. Um, pretty much anybody that's looking for a, a job in medicine is going to come across this website. And part of the strategy with the blog was to make it quality, to make it very relevant and interesting to an audience. And one of the great side benefits of that strategy is people tend to pick it up. Mm. And the more people that pick it up, the more people pick it up. And it gets uh, right. and, and there's also a huge SEO value to that, by the way. Yeah, I, I see sure, the link I'm in sure there. That's great. Well. Get, the link, get the link back to the uh, the original website. The, right. So it's right blog. there. You, you you click it and uh, you're on practice link and practice link links back to the site. I love it. That's great. Awesome. All right, why don't you end your screen sharing. I'm going to go back to uh, the split screen here so we can wrap up. But this, Will, has been really very helpful. Um, using existing assets to achieve a marketing goal. I love it. Um, and uh, usually end these podcasts by asking my guests the same question, which is, you know, there's one, what's your one thing? If there's one piece of advice you can leave us with, something that we really should be doing now with our marketing campaigns, um, what is it? Tie everything together. Don't go to an event. Don't print a brochure and certainly don't blog if each of those pieces isn't pointing the finger back at the others mm -hmm. in one way or another, mm -hmm. even in subtle ways. You know, that last uh, case study has to be a good one for what I said about events. But my one thing is um, tie them together. Then you're, every piece is leveraging and you're going to get just over time and over uh, uh, quantity, you're going to get a much higher uh, quality. Mm -hmm. and I think that's great. I, I just I see a lot of people waste a lot of money not doing that. That's great. Good advice. All right. Will Marshall, Ado Strategic. Uh, Will, uh, why don't you leave us with uh, how we can get in touch with you, a little bit about the services you offer. Um, you know, how can we learn more? Well, I have a little uh, brochure site at adostrategic.com. You want to spell um, that for people who, e like myself, who are challenged? Spelling yeah, E-I-D e as in dog, O-S. Uh, it's actually an ancient Greek word, which is the first word in the Western canon for ideas. Um, but uh, you can reach me at uh, will at adostrategic.com. Uh, and, uh, you know, my contact information will be available. I think, uh, Dan, can I just give it to you? Yeah, it'll be on the, on the website where we post this podcast. Okay. Um, I'm a fairly small operation. Uh, you know, so, um, you know, you, I will meet with anybody that is a potential client of mine. I'll give you a free consultation. I'll sit down with you. And if you come to Annapolis, I might, might even throw in lunch or a beer. <laughs> awesome. All right, Will Marshall, thank you very much for talking us through using your existing assets to achieve a marketing goal. It's great. You're really welcome. good. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Okay. Be good. And until the next time. Thank you for listening to the How to Get More Leads and Sales from Your Website podcast. Periscope Up is a trusted provider of digital marketing services, including search engine optimization, pay-per-click and AdWords, content development, social media, Google Analytics, HubSpot, Pardot, and WordPress. Our contracts are month-to-month, -month and we only take on clients we believe we can help. Visit PeriscopeUp.com to learn more.